Darius laughs at a joke Duncan made off recording. Uh? Fair enough. Damn. I feel Tough like he's crowd. giving you a. I feel like he's giving you a prompt, and you're just like, <laughs> I'm floundering. Darius and improv. Do they mix? We'll find out. Welcome to the Immaterial Gamers podcast. Da, da, da. That's this one. We're in that one right now. Oh my yeah. god. Episode uh, 129, otherwise known as the one after I left Terry, Steph, and Darius to record the last one. It went well. It was a disaster. By well, by, by it went well, uh, Terry only made like a couple of weird video tweaks. One being the infinite void of Discord, and the other, <laughs> the other being replacing Steph's face with Jack Black for a majority of the podcast, <laughs> or for the vidcast for for those who are there. I mean, but, uh, there is a there is a certain resemblance. I mean, yeah, can't deny. Yeah, you have a brother's can't deny. Steph, do you want to come back on that one? Steph's not here. Anyway, uh, who are here is Darius. Hi. And Duncan. Me, I'm here. It's and an audio it? podcast. You have to like give like an audible response. <laughs> yeah, there is, there is that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the third person whose name begins with D, that's right, Dwayne. The what? Dwayne the Dwight Dwayne Dwanson. Oh, Jesus. No, we're not. Other religions are available. Um, awkward, right? I'm sorry. How... What are you talking about? I'm just drinking. I'm just eating chips and drinking water, man. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, Darius, how how was your week? Right. Cool. Cool. How Wasn't was how was uh, how was how was taking over the podcast last week? Okay. Okay. Is there any other one-word answers here? A little little short notice, but it was okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's what happens when we look to doing a recording of a podcast on a Saturday night, and um, when your host and the people who were planning to do it all fall asleep. (laughs) It happens. Yeah, it it, it just comes to it. The, 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 The exception for that was Duncan, who... Uh, was was feeding at the time, along with along yeah, with Andrea. I think that was, was that's about he right. Was feeding Andrea? No, he wasn't feeding Andrea. Ah, okay. Here comes the train, say, Andrea. Kind of weird. Choo choo. She's like Duncan. I can. I'm 18 years old. I can feed myself. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you like, in my room? How many weeks has it been since I didn't play Witcher Three? Um. Five? Like Twelve weeks or something now. I don't, know. I don't even know. Yeah, it's been a while. I'll get there eventually, someday. Yeah, I finished. I finished watching Cup. Ah, Cup. Close, close that. Yeah, our most recent uh, play session where we played patently stupid, and um, the winner of that particular game was D, purely solving the problem of I hate eating my own cousin's liver with a bottle of ketchup. Called cup, cup, <laughs> spelt uh, lowercase k, uppercase u, lowercase p. Period. 
Pop. I want to sell cup brand ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. Immaterial gamers. Let's, let's, let's work on another, another, another idea for the future. Indeed. Uh, Got to make sure we're not too close to KP sauce, even though they do brown sauce, not ketchup, but still. <laughs> and, oh, God. Uh, Copyright strike by a ketchup company. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, HP Brown Sauce, by the way, really great screen name. Hmm. I would, if that wasn't copyrighted, that, I'd be all over that. HP Brown Sauce. This is HP Brown Sauce live streaming Rainbow Six Siege, where we are memeing all day and all night. Jesus, yeah, I mean, what, we're what, playing Tachaka. Yeah, I mean, what would be the most sort of like awkward screen name to stream that they'd be playing? I mean, so, I mean, like, for example, what would be the worst name of a League of Legends streamer at this point? Yeah. Um, get back to me on that. Okay, I'll get back to you on that. So, what is the best way to start? I mean, probably the question that, like, people, if they're watching, would be asking was, what the hell was that five minutes on about, are you people crazy? And the answer would be, yes. The next question on that is, what the hell is that playing in your background, right? Oh, right. Yes, you are. There's, there's, there's a thing. Right? Why are you thing? Uh, why am I thing? Well, I wanted to. I mean, I wasn't on last week's podcast, and I wanted to sort of announce one of our new little challenges that we're bringing up in regards to opening people up to games that people might want to play in the future but also taking the original what's being played aspect into it um this isn't it it's just what i've been playing today which is called monster sanctuary a game and someone spirit died it's it's martin he died he's probably he's probably going for rip i mean he was he was a valued friend he was. I mean, he's still his. He's just disconnected off Discord. Don't worry. It's fine. But uh, Monster Sanctuary. Uh, published by Team 17. Developed by... I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> That's a it, good start. Is, it is. Developed by company. Uh, if you could please vamp for a second while I figure this out, please. Developed by Team 18. <laughs> Team 18. Ah, uh, no, developed by Moi Rai Games. Suddenly Ryan became extremely red. What just happened to you? That's because I've loaded up the Firefox window, and I have no color balance in this. I've also lost a shoulder. Oh, that's uh, that's unfortunate. Oh, no. Is that what happened to Martin? Is that... um, he just lost everything. Just... Like, you know, someone, yeah. Darius had snapped his fingers in the background and mine just suddenly went to dust. You're getting Thanos out of this. And you're just like... Yeah. But uh, yeah, Morai Games were the developer and Team 17 publishers of games like, oh, I don't know, Worms. And Overcooked. And Overcooked. And... Um, More Worms. Genesis Alpha 1 as well, the Space based buildings, yeah, and a lot more worms and worms and, a lot more worms. and worms. 
And uh, they, so, they also did like produce that so, Worms golf game. So what does... What is it? What is a for from a video? I don't. This is just me being ignorant. What is it from a video game perspective? When you like have like a digital distribution model, like what what does a publisher do in that case? Sorry for that. Um, advertise hype and so sort of probably deal with the, the actually deal with the distributing it to the online platforms. Oh, okay. um, that's something that's that the fair. developer could do themselves, but. Sometimes you know, pay someone else to do it so we can save ourselves a few months and get started on the next project. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like I say, some some like indie developers they'll just go the Steam Direct route, pay a flat hundred dollar fee, and just get it on the store. Um, which is why on Steam, unfortunately, there is so much shit because you can self-publish. Sometimes you just go to like an actual publisher, someone who's had you know, experience in the in the thing, like Devolver and Team Seventeen and to to a lesser success, Activision. And um Did you just mute yourself a bunch or No, I was I was saying goodnight to Martin and Don because they're going free. Oh, okay. They're, they they're, may, they're, they're phasing in and out of existence. They may yeah, maybe phasing in and out of existence. That's mine. <laughs> they're move they're moving on from this plane of reality. Since we we established that Martin has died. It's immaterial gamers canon now. Uh, But um yeah, so this this company in this this game is 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 Monster Sanctuary and it is described as a monster catching Metroidvania experience. Yeah, I just heard catching and I bought Pokemon. So yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, monster catching Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, it's it's Pokemon mixed with Castlevania or Metroid or you know the combination of the two, hence Metroidvania. So yeah, the the story is that you are a you are in the long line of monster keepers, um, people who use and tame monsters to protect the fantasy world from other monsters and threats. And you are now chosen to become the next in a line of these keepers, and you get a familiar. Starter. That is almost man. That is an almost embarrassingly generic uh, setup for uh, a game. I but may not be right. providing. I'll... I may not be providing <laughs> the best description of it, but yeah, you get to choose from one of four four familiars starter Pokemon. Um, which you can see in the background there, just a little bit. I, I chose a. I chose a wolf. Um, hold on. Clap for the wolf, man. Sorry, he's not a wolf, he's a lion. Oh my god, what a pretty lion. Um, Lions are less cool than wolves. Yeah, it's like... Hot hot take. (laughs) Um, But in this this one, they don't just have one element, they master two elements, so the lion masters fire and earth. But I think Martin's also playing this, because it's on the Microsoft Game Pass. If you... uh, all in on there, or it's on Steam for about twenty bucks. Um, but yeah, you 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 choose one of these star Pokemon, and then you start through a map, and it is a Metroidvania map. And hello, Martin has phased through again. He's not oh, quite oh, done oh, with oh. his journey. His his business is not yet he's, finished. He's he's haunting he's haunting your apartment. It's just like I should probably prepay next month's rent just in case. Yeah, your rent is due. Ooh. 
But yeah, you know, don't want to leave him hanging. Yeah. So um, yeah, you you see it pop up every now and again on the corner of the screen. There's like this Metroid-style map. You know, there's sort of like the old Metroidvania sort of systems of like there's various biomes that you go into. So they're all color coded on this giant map, and there'll be little teleporty points that you can go to. Basically, it's it's like every one of those type games. Don't think anything has been good since Bloodstained or Shadow Complex, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shadow Complex the, is a good one. Yeah, Shadow Complex sorry, is like... Sorry, what's this that hasn't been good for a while? Uh, so, Metroidvania games. Or as a, as a... Fight me. Oh! Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> My nominee I, for I Best apologize. Game of 2020. I, I, I concede. I concede. Uh, I'm yeah. actually really thinking about playing that again. I really, I'm, I've really been getting an itch. Yeah. It's, but, you know, that'll probably itch. end up being like... It'll probably be like like the witcher 3 where i'll I'll be like i really want to play that game and then like you know 27 weeks later i'll play the game (laughs) well yeah this is very slow on the uptake for games yeah this well i mean this is part of like what i've been discussing as an idea with with don about in regards to getting people to play games that one people can find and play themselves and is easily obtainable generally also legally easily obtainable and two stuff that's just sitting in your library that you haven't tried before or you know based on certain sort of concepts id um i.e one of the sort of original ideas we were banding about was like find a retro game of x type like retro platformer or retro stuff and the only thing that you're limited to is it has to be something that you i either already have or something that you can easily get and then play it discuss it and you know, do it do it that way um no promises about the content but i have to say i i have a perfect example of exactly what you're talking about in my uh in my library i have i have yeah. uh the, i have the original fallout games uh yeah i've never never played them never played them yeah exactly that's, that's, like, hey, that's retro yeah, and like I said, the reason I say it was already something in your library is because you know we're aware gaming on a budget, and I wouldn't want to be we wouldn't want to be forcing anyone down the line of oh right let's let's choose a puzzle game and then people having to sit there and shell out their own money to play a puzzle game to talk about for a ten fifteen minute segment of a weekly podcast. So that's sort of the the idea, but um, the reason I say that with with this is because I've already got maybe an idea, and I'll get back to it once I've finished talking about Monster Sanctuary. So you've got your teams, and you, you capture monsters as you Get beat right them. On. You get them in eggs, and you can hatch them, and they end up in your party, and every monster has a unique ability that you can use in the overworld to to do the platformy stuff like you would a Metroidvania game. Um, it also has turn-based combat. You can have a party of six active monsters um you can choose three of those monsters at the start of a fight and you can switch them out everything past those six are just kept with you as like a team that you can then switch into the teams outside of battle anytime you want they all have the you know they have the usual strengths and weaknesses business and it has a combo system as you can also see in the corner so the more damage you deal in a turn the more or the more hits you make, the more damage you can deal. So you can you strategize on ordering your monsters to deal 
the most efficient damage. And um, yeah, there's some there's some story about like champion style monsters or monsters just getting big and uncontrollable and some evil force trying to take over the world. But you know, you know, it's general fair from there. But uh, yeah. yeah, when you when you described a a Metroidvania style like Pokemon game, uh, in my head I was picturing like sort of like a like 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 freestyle combat, like not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, that's 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 the sort of weird part on it, isn't it? Is that, yeah, Metroidvania is usually action adventure, isn't it? And just sort of yeah, dodging and comboing and using sort of yeah, skills. I was, I, was, I was thinking like ARPG almost. Well, well, yeah, it is wild, ARPG. Wild I mean, like a like like a Castlevania game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. When 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 you think of Metroidvania, it's always the two games that come up to it, isn't it? It's Super Metroid and Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah, those are generally they're the sort of they're, they're what are, makes Metroid. They're generally together. what are considered the 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 gold standard for it. I cut the yeah. shit out of my hand. By the yeah. way, I just like stabbed I, myself with this knife. Like I say, like things that. have things have changed on that. Like like you say, the Ori games and um, Shadow Complex, which was a stealth orientated Metroidvania game. Um, you know, all having their little little quirks in there but so far enjoying it i usually i don't know if you've noticed but there's not many games on here that we'll talk about that i don't usually enjoy <laughs> i like to sort of sort the wheat from the chaff and actually give prominence to games that are fun as opposed to talking about ah oh, yeah look here we go i played such and such a game and it was a pile of shite i don't reckon i you know i mean it may be more entertaining on a drama perspective but it doesn't do much for you know, good games, does it? So, yeah, no, I mean, I appreciate the the positive improvement, but I mean, you know, it's occasionally okay to be like, "Hey, by the way, this game sucks. Don't play it." And, you know, it's like that's that's valuable information to a yeah. I mean, to I a say potential that, I mean, customer. Yeah, you know, it's like, I mean, well, this guy who plays video games all the time says this game is not fun. Yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, that being said, we, you know, we've had the ability to have like difference of opinions. For example, ages back when we were talking about Final Fantasy fifteen. When sort of my opinion of it that it was oh, a you know it was it was really not a bad game until it it suffered from reverse Final Fantasy thirteen syndrome in that it was a really nice open world and then it narrowed to a thumbtack width yeah. in the sort of final third yeah it was yeah the the last act of Final Fantasy fifteen was like like I'm not even being hyperbolic like it was probably one of my least enjoyable video gaming experiences not because it was like mechanically bad or the story was awful it was just so like it was just such a step backwards in quality and enjoyability and from an openness from what the game started out as yeah that I I, I just I, I was just I just found myself miserable like I didn't even want to I didn't even want to finish it I was like I that's like I I honestly I just look it up on Wikipedia so yeah, I, I, I mean I know how the, I know how this ends I can already see how this ends from yeah. here from from a mile back let me you know I'm just gonna go back to the open world stuff go play some side quests yeah let's just go that'll be that'll mem- be me done like when Ignis you know or not Ignis yeah, remember when Mr. Ignis Bulligan. had eyes yes and the, worst, <laughs> and, the, and the and the worst part about him was that he was occasionally a little bit 
smarmy or, or not smarmy a little bit a little bit short when i when i when i asked to take control of the car and it's like oh those are those are good times yeah and then you when know. gladius like you know was just like fun and like like beefy and and even our yeah. third character yeah. spiky blonde hair turned out he was a clone and no one gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, wow, thank you for this worthless information that doesn't change anything about the story or this character. Worse. I mean, I understand that they had also the thing, please buy had... the twenty-five dollar DLC. The, yeah, the that was the, the thing. Story. It was supposed to be like expanding it, wasn't it? Each character was meant to have their own little solo campaign and it was supposed to open up the story. And it was supposed to be a big media thing, wasn't it? Because like um King's Glaive, the like yeah, tie-in film and the movie starring uh jesse pinkman yeah wow yeah no it was um yeah they really wanted to go all out with it but it was just like i the only part of that media that i ever experienced was a trailer for the movie and the and the the, the base game no dlc yeah um and it was just like you know gladius comes back from his little side adventure and he's like hey guys you'll never guess what i've just been up to i've and been up like, to some character development but you don't need then, to know and then, and then it gives me a little prompt it's like if you want to find out what gladius was doing for the last 35 minutes buy this dlc at the fucking steam gift shop or whatever and yeah it's just like, and then yeah, i'm just like yeah i i won't i don't care i don't really like love gladius he's kind of just okay you don't really have a choice in how you interact with that media. It mm. you either you either read the book or you don't. You watch the show, you don't watch the show. When you play the game, you make choices. And because of those choices, you know, like there there can be very there's can be there can be a variation in how people choose, you know, how their story goes and how it ends. Mm. And one of those choices is, do I buy this DLC or do I not buy this DLC? Pretty and interesting choice. When you do that, when you when you make that game and you write that story that fits around this game, as a writer, you have to make the decision to write your story in a way that a player could not experience that extra DLC story and still get the full story effectively. Yes. Yeah, people shouldn't but... be be given FOMO in the middle of a fucking storyline. But the problem with that type of storytelling is, is that uh, as a consequence of that writing style, you also have to essentially make it in such a way that the story in the DLC doesn't matter technically mm. because if they choose not to see it and you know like they're missing a big part like an essential part of the story then that's going to make it that's going to make the people who bought the base game for you know up to 80 Canadian dollars uh you know 60 US if it makes them feel like they didn't get the full story it's like yeah. i paid 60 dollars for this game this is like you know it's it's an investment you know why why i yeah. didn't get the whole story i mean come on it's like you're making me pay 15 dollars to get the rest of the story that should have been included with the base game so yeah. so you can't make the dlc essential but because it's not essential it becomes worthless from a storytelling perspective because it can't it necessarily cannot change an essential part of the story or an essential part of a character arc 
because you have to have that 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 failsafe is like well if they didn't play it then at least they still have the game and it still mm -hmm. makes sense yeah. so it's like like you, these things you know these kinds of stories just don't make sense you know yeah I mean, you gotta have a you gotta you gotta you gotta get it all in there all right one neat package well thought out start to end don't no open-ended questions just mm. give me give me the story yeah, I mean, you see, the experience that happened with Final Fantasy XV, where, you know, where it's like, like you say, character development happened off screen, piecemealed as DLC, taking into account of like one of the bigger or sort of more interesting villains in a Final Fantasy game like Arwen. You know, I mean, I, I guess Final Fantasy sometimes has good, interesting, complex villains. Sephiroth is not one of those. Fight me. <laughs> Um, you know, um, especially when you got to like you know, have Ruger you played and... have you played Crisis Core? Uh, yes, Crisis. Hold on, yeah, Crisis Core. That is the one where you play Zach, isn't it? Yeah, on PlayStation, on PSP. On. PSP, yeah, Zach yeah. and Sephiroth and a couple of other winged angels that apparently appeared out of nowhere that were always important to Final Fantasy VII, but were only developed after the fact. Square Enix yeah. have form. <laughs> but still, I think Sephiroth is quite an interesting character. Not the best one, but quite interesting. Right, okay. Yeah, I'll have that. Sephiroth was a very interesting developed character. Ten years after Final Fantasy VII had already been released. Where you had before Crisis and Crisis Core. I mean, even characters like the Turks. There was a fucking mobile game with the Turks I, I that actually fleshed them out as interesting characters. I would say he did not get enough attention during the, the development of original Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. They put, uh... they, I think they deliberately made some holes in his story. Mm. So, so that, make him a vague so that villain. The player, the player can interpret them as they want to. Mm. And yeah, then and they build it on top of it. Yeah, and that's and that's I find that to be better. Like when I say like I'm no open any questions, it's just like nothing that's like critical to the story. It's like I it's okay to like not answer every single question. You know, some things are better to, left to your imagination. Like, you know, hey, the, one of my favorite movies is The Iron Giant. Just rewatched that recently. It's yeah. like where did the where did the where did the Iron Giant come from? I don't know. That's fine. Don't don't we don't need the answer to that question. We yeah. can leave that to our imagination. Yeah, yeah, not every question needs to be answered. Yeah, but yeah, as long as everything that is critical to the story you were trying to tell is told, is answered, mm -hmm. that's that's the important thing. I have to say that that's a bit it's different to like some questions don't need to be answered is one thing. Do not set people up with an answer that you're not going to give them as a fucking tease. That's bad. Um, mm. you know, there there are some games that oh, Oh, let's just bring in let's bring in storylines that go absolutely nowhere, and why? Because. But the other thing you were talking you were talking about Final Fantasy fifteen doing that with its oh well, let's cut out DLC that's actually important to storytelling, but will now make people who bought the base game feel cheap. Mass Effect three. No. With the. I would Prometheus, say every single Ubisoft game, but yeah, go on. <laughs> well, okay. yeah. Um, no, there was the there was so there was all the characters that you'd go and meet and you'd do all their quests and you'd meet 
uh, Lihara again, and you do all this, and then there's this, like, oh, I'm looking at this, like, Promethean or Protean, the, like, the, the race, the precursor, sort of the race that left all the stuff behind about the first Reaper attack that you're now in the middle of doing. And there's a very important thing about finding this last surviving alien race character and how he'll be so important in you building the Crucible in order to stop the Reapers attacking. Which is great, but they tell you about this. But you have to buy him and his quest line as DLC. Hmm. I see. It's like, that, that's, why? That's, that's cutting out the core kind of mechanics to just squeeze some more. Hmm. Money. It's yeah. it's not the first example. There were a game before it. Uh, one of the one of the earliest um, Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. was cut out. Let's say even in how. Just just because. That wasn't that wasn't like Assassin's Creed Two, was it? Where there was like three separate games set in, in number two yeah. with Ezio. So yeah, the way they are doing it for like ages at this point. Mm. And yeah, it's for me it's really really bad. Okay, I do get it. Give the players a new separate story to the events mm. are happening in the game as a DLC. That's fine, but if it's something that's related to it, just no, just don't cut it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just, listen, I, I say it all the time. It's like, I get it. Your video games are expensive. And it's just like, surely there's a better solution. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they would tell you that this was a better solution. We, the consumer, would tell you this is not a better solution. This is the disparity between consumers and producers. <laughs> and then someone as a shareholder goes, put money. I, 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 I'm, I've said it. I'm sure several times, and I'll I'll say it again. I I don't think video game companies should go public. I I don't like just as a general rule, as a create as a theoretically creative em- enterprise. I I think that that should remain private so that you know they're beholden to themselves, yeah, only and and their whatever market they are trying to to capture, you know. Mm. They don't have to worry about quarters and annuals and crap like that. They got to worry about expenses, profits, and the product, and uh, mm. you know things like that. It's simple. Yeah, keep it simple, guys. Indeed, indeed. Right, just to wrap this conversation up before we look at someone else and, and a discussion that they they want to talk about for. For this bit, because we 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 went from me talking about a game to actually a discussion about DLC, which is actually cool because it's a you know a nice topic that we could discuss. But to to get this round, uh, the challenge for next week's podcast, and I'm going to put it in the development chat so that everyone's there and no one has to all decide whether you know oh I might not be here next week. I want to try it, or it's like I didn't hear and do this challenge. The idea for this sort of What's being played? And Steph has already said no. He said no to a question that he's not even heard yet. Well, I mean, he has, but still. Um, The idea for next week's sort of what's being played-ish talk would be to try... You have, Steph. Um, Would be to 
and I'll give you, I'll give one of you two the choice. We know to, it's new to, to you, Stephen. We haven't told you. We haven't told you yet. That's why we. That's why it's new. Yeah. So, Darius and Duncan, your cha- your choice to give immaterial gamers something different to play next week. Either have people look through their libraries or what they can acquire to play a monster catching game that is not Pokemon, or to play a Metroidvania-style game that is neither Metroid nor Castlevania. I could play Ori. Ori well, 1. There we go. Combat in Ori 1 isn't as good. Um, like I say, I, I've you know, been on the idea that I played 1 and then played a bit of 2, and I found 2 was took the criticisms and feedback from 1 and was a better experience for it. But, yeah. So, I will send that out to the Immaterial Gamers, and for those who will appear on next week's podcast, that is the challenge. A try. Hoorah. Like I say, it's, it's, it'd be something Hoorah. different. Something to play. And maybe maybe we'll wrap that around to a game that's like, ah, play a CD Project Red game that is not Cyberpunk 2077, and then that forces Duncan to play The Witch 3. I'm I'm just watching like the game. Or one, or two, or The Witcher Tales. Yeah. I'm just watching. Or the they could just play Gwent. I'm just watching like the gameplay trailer for uh, or in the Blind Forest. I'm like, man, this is looks a lot like uh, like uh, Will of the Wisps. Like, mm. it seems seems to me like they they took a they, they borrowed a lot from that game for uh, for their sequel, which is a good thing. I I'll, I'll, it makes it'll, be, it'll make it easier for me to get into. Mm. Moon, Moon Productions. Yeah, right. So in that point, I've I've spouted off bollocks for nearly forty minutes. Um, the floor is open to Darius and Duncan Productions. Oh um, God! Go on, think. Take the mic. Take the mic. No, uh, you don't want the mic. Oh God! Taking the uh, mic. What have I? I mean, you don't I... need to talk about what you've played. There may be something that's just come up that's interesting, video game adjacent that you want to talk about. I was playing. Uh, I, I played a little bit of the Ark Survival Genesis thingy bops. Oh, the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yes, I played the dinosaurs. Um, we borrowed someone's server to experience it. Uh, the new Genesis crap. Yep. Cut that out. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it's been a while since I played Ark, like, like probably almost a year since I played Ark. Mm. Um, and you know, it's still fun. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun to tame dinosaurs and to eat things. Uh, it's the, the Dude, jet, I, oh, well, that game doesn't count towards catching the Pokemon, does it? No, that's not the challenge now. Uh, it's vaguely Pokemon esque, you know. It's like oh, actually, I mean, it could actually. You take and, it, it, and it's a uh, real time action as opposed to uh, as opposed to uh, you know turn based. So I mean, it has biomes, right? Oh, it's Metroidvania. It's like, it's like is is Arc more Metroidvania than than this game? Yeah. Velociraptor. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I, I, I heard you say Velociraptor. In my head, I thought 
Velociraptor. It's a right, raptor that, <laughs> that thinks about the important questions. Oh, the Velociraptor. Sir, well, oh, sir, you need you, you poor summer child. Oh no! Wait. Let me just go Actually, ahead and uh, the Velociraptor. Let me just go ahead and. Uh, I'm not going to say no, yes, but I will post something in development chat that may be relevant to your uh, interest. This is just a template. There's no text. So welcome to about 13 years ago. <laughs> yes. Just look up Velociraptor on Google. Yes. What, why, what do hipsters become if being a hipster gets too mainstream? That's a good question. Is an argument between two vegans still called a beef? <laughs> it's a, it becomes a tofu. Yeah. If actions are stronger than words, why is the pen mightier than the sword? Hmm. Yeah, no. This, this one works for me particularly. When two left... Falcon is now looking at both his hands, uh, looking like he's, he's trying to. Uh... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. That's good that's games. Uh, Ark is a game that I played. Genesis is a map that exists. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, so my thoughts on Genesis. Uh, the Old Testament book. Huh? <laughs> but, well, yeah. Uh, kind of a little bit. Um. of hate and suffering and there's apparently holes in the map in the geography that you can get stuck in permanently forever unless you oh die. i believe i did hear you i i wasn't watching duncan play but i heard him in a hole believe me it's an experience for yeah, both I, me and duncan i was stuck in a hole with my velociraptor buddy in the arctic for like an hour in real life, which is like two in-game days for the time lapse that we had on. Mm. It was not great. It was not fun. I didn't enjoy it. I I put in a tab on support, being like, "Hey, fix it broken." I stuck. I stuck. Please fix hatch yeah. hole, please. Uh, and it, uh. yeah, I didn't. I did. Uh, I mean. You know, it does. It has some cool things like flying space whales. Those are kind of neat, I guess. Mm. You know, I mean, you know, in your dinosaur game, you yeah. just hang out on an asteroid in the, on like a, the ring of Jupiter or a ring of Saturn rather, and uh, you just go capture space whales. Yeah. Very, 
very dinosaur. Much wow. Ah, <laughs> uh, much wow indeed. But yeah, it's it's fun. I I would like. I think our our the map that the thing that we're on is a little bit too like, because when you set up a server, you can scale, uh, like day night cycles experience games ingram points and so on and so forth mm. uh and i think our scale is a little too high honestly where I, you kind of have to scale up a little bit to make it remotely enjoyable to play <laughs> um <laughs> but i i think it's a little too high uh, i feel like we just kind of like blitzed through to like level 90 immediately and we just had no resources for our technology it's like uh <laughs> Now the boring part. Yeah. Now, now we're gonna do the grind. Yeah. Ideally, you'd want to sort of progress your access to resources and scale that to your level, more or less. You know, it's like I'm level ninety. I know the Ingrams for learning how to build a a, a nuclear fission missile launcher. But all I got are these sticks, you know, <laughs> and a and the and a T Rex. <laughs> this is what I got to work with. <laughs> We're a long ways off of missiles, boys. This is the weirdest game of Ready Steady Cook I've ever known. <laughs> oh dear, just a bit. So, yeah. yeah, it's like future. Park is future. fun, but you really it's it's you really got to wrestle with it to get the fun out of it. You got to wring it out. <laughs> It's like, there's some fun in here. I just know it. Uh, yeah. Like a towel. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's just a fun towel. It's a really, it's not even wet. It's just kind of damp. Like, you really got to give it a twist. And then some fun drips out. And it's like, oh, yes. The fun. You, just, you throw away your memory bucket to, in order to keep the fun. <laughs> the fun towel. The fun towel in the memory bucket. Why are we not getting these as merchandise? Oh, that's right. Because we're poor. Uh, <laughs> write it down. Yeah, write I'll it write, down, Ryan. I will write that down. Uh, there we go. Uh, Don't worry. A couple more years, we'll have merch. Sorted. Remember, I I laid out the five year plan in the in the middle of year one. We're still oh, in oh. year two, so year yeah, year three four. We need to secure merch and sponsorships. Yeah. We're a Especially, little bit behind the, the 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 time scale on subscribers and viewership. I'll be I'll be honest, but we'll get there. But uh, Steph has stuff waiting. I'm very concerned and extremely suspicious. Indeed. Speaking of extremely suspicious, Darius, what goes on in your gaming world? What what where what? Oh, uh, is are we saying that Darius is sus? <laughs> uh, what has he been playing Among Us without us knowing? Did anybody actually ever talk about Among Us when we were when like the whole channel was obsessed with it? Um, Wait, I'm working for something. I think we discussed it, so it. we were going to try and put it in part of like the stream rotation, and then Terry uh, upgraded or sort of leveled up from Canadian to streaming Canadian, and we we haven't played it since. Um, so back to me. Yeah, back to Darius. Back to Darius. All right, ego. Uh, now go on. Uh, I just sent a screenshot. Ah, okay. I'm not gonna talk about a lot about it. I'm just gonna say, yeah, that's my playtime. I have not completed the game even once, and 
I'm pretty sure tomorrow it will be 100. Yeah, that is a lot of game time. <laughs> wow, okay. So, um, I, am on a, face -palmed. I am on a way to clear every single bit, which is which you can clear. That's just mad. It's mad so, because now my, my, my the map... The maddest of lads. My map is full of stuff. There are side jobs and my, like, my, M NCPD dispatches my, up the fucking wazoo. <laughs> so yeah, my, my kind of like north side of the map is done. Mm. Now I'm focusing on the south. However, still I'm, I will be struggling to finish it all up because... Yeah, no, it's, it's Cyberpunk 2077, you know, and like we say, go through all the, the, the news and stuff, we're looking at it through the lens of the game, it's still buggy, but there's a plan going on when you don't accidentally or intentionally throw your QA team under the bus, why? Anyway, um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, so, where, where were we? on this oh yeah that was a question and in a spoiler free way if you want you can do spoilers if you want i'm really not bothered the glitched stat is that something that unlocks or is that just going to be held away so you you kind of know what i mean right about leveling up body technical ability and all that yeah and there's that one stat in between intelligence and and cool that's just glitched out is that something that unlocks? Not well, not not for me, not yet. Right. Um, probably they may might tend to have it to like unlock it at some point with DLCs, etc. Or maybe that was something which was kind of like one of the features which was cut out from the game. And it's still there because they might add it. I don't know. See, it's, it's see. I've always well, yeah. It's, I mean, I guess it fits with the lore oh. of the story as well. I mean, it's not spoiler warnings because it happens very, very early on. But you get yeah. a biochip stuck in your fucking head, which has the personality construct of a terrorist from fifty years prior, who is now trapped inside your head and taking over slowly but surely, whether by free will or not. It's happening. Yep. Um, and as that happens you've got your core stats that you can level up body technical ability intelligence athletics cool and the six that's of them. it is it uh right. physique physical something like that i don't know but there's but through that at the bottom of the yeah. screen you get another attribute that's sort of there but not but not there um and i'm just i'm just like trying to pick you cannot access it yeah so yeah just, well just something to consider if i had to guess it's the parkour skill parkour parkour yeah they use they they supposed to have it but they cut it out ah so once you unlock like your double jump, you can easily see when you are kind of high high in the high ground mm. that the city is built for this kind of stuff. You can see yeah. the paths leading from one building to another. And they're not need to constantly spiral up spiral staircases. Yeah. 
but so maybe that's what it was for. But we we don't know. We might know at some point. We might find something marks it. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm about to bring Wait, up the cyberpunk we'll... roadmap and just see what you'd be looking forward to in this. Well, I mean, it's a well... minimalist roadmap according to Forbes.com. Especially with their roadmap is release the three hot fixes that they've already done. And then 2021, there's patch 1.1 and 1.2. And then this big black block that just says multiple updates and improvements. And then 2022. So with the way this works, in if, if we're following the cyberpunk scenario, probably within the next 56 years, we will have the full game. Hey, I don't... You know, I, that, well... I, I, you know, I, I, I was like, you know, I, I think, I, you know, the fact that I, 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 I mean, I didn't actually do it like on stream or anything. I, I was, this was all offline, but you know, I, I, I defended the, the cyberpunk on what I consider to be fair grounds mm. our, in within our discord. Uh, but I don't want that to make it seem like I'm defending the, the game in its entirety. And if there's one thing that I find difficult, and it's probably one of my least favorite trends with, you know, the going rate of video games these days, it's just this idea of, of like, we'll, we'll put out the unfinished game, charge mm -hmm. full price, and then we'll fix it after the fact. Yes, this whole you know, excuse of the roadmap. You know, it's just like, so few games actually, like, get there and actually get their desired results out of that that uh, path like minecraft did a really good job of mm. sort of illustrating what that could look like it's like okay well here is a playable game with relatively few glitches like there was some like there's like there's a duplication glitch early on yeah. well, the, relatively... the, the issues with running java which which yeah. you gotta say to get minecraft out of java was a fucking achievement in itself. Yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, you know, it's like, it's like, here's a playable game, relatively stable. You yeah, know, got you get there, got some stuff you can do in it. It's fun. You've got story, gameplay. Then, some sometimes is broken. The graphics sometimes is broken, but and then, you know, four is that? We'll uh, release things over time. Mm. And it'll become more and more complicated. It'll become more and more intricate. And we're not going to increase the cost of your purchase. It's all included. Yeah. So yeah. it's uh you know they that was that is one success story of the we'll put out the unfinished game now and make it and finish it later model. Mm. But a lot of the games that go for that model end up falling way short of their expectations. They run out of money, they run out of interest, they run into unexpected problems, and the game either ends up continuing to be unfinished or it's in active development for the next seven to eight years mm. and they're always trying to catch up. And people are just like, it's good now, I promise. But it's like, I moved on three years ago. It's like, but it's good now. It's like, I don't care. I guess, yeah. Uh, the modern the modern example of that would probably be No Man's Sky. Yes, No Man's Sky is exactly the game I was thinking of. Yeah. There's actually a and, great video on, on that. 
uh, internet historian did that business. Internet historian, yeah. The the uh, the it's like the ingoodening of No Man's Sky or something like that. Yeah. So the project well, well, already comment so. on that point. Mm. They are not planning to do um, No Man's Sky kind of return thing. So they're not going to try and like sort of rebuild it from the ground up like they did with nobody. Next. Nobody plans I don't think they. To do no well, Sky I think what they mean is they not. They no don't one. want to rebuild from the beginning to the end. Mm. It's more like they will try uh, to fix the game within the next two months. Yeah. Well, I and mean that... that seems that needs to be the priority, especially if you're one of those people who've got the old yeah. console versions and want a playable game. That's that's yeah, priority. Well, I mean, we, we were talking earlier about how you know DLC completely changing and can, being essential for the base game makes people who mm. feel like they bought the base game feel like they got cheated. There's another way you can do that, and uh, and that's by making a game that costs eighty dollars that you know isn't done. Mm. You know, so there's two different ways you can you can you can mess up that formula. Yeah, I mean, what what has to happen now is that CD CDPR needs to sort of basically, if you're going to put out that roadmap now, you need to adhere to it. That's that's the bare minimum now. Yes. So that needs to so it needs to be done. They can't yeah, pull the they one... can't pull what people have been saying and it being an EA like experience with Anthem. You can't now promise a roadmap and then fail to adhere to that. Because now you're in a situation where Anthem is being rebuilt from the ground up. They've just abandoned 1.0 of the game and are going to be looking at a 2.0. Maybe because Bioware's leaving and hemorrhaging employees left, right, and center. There's one thing that they're they're having problems with right now. It's uh, adherence. Yeah, it's like that's the that's the story of Cyberpunk twenty seven seventy. Is like we didn't stick to the schedule. Yeah. End quote. No, oh, well, that's not how that happened. But if you want an example of a good roadmap, Hades. Hades. Supergiant. You know, they released Hades in early access. They were yeah, responsive to feedback the entire time. I know that they're an in like small studio and that they're they're not beholden to in you know shareholders and investors. But maybe that's a good idea. Well, it is, but uh, as you said, that was early access. They knew the game is not finished. Yeah, but they. Well, I mean, but the other thing is, they also had that in mind. Said, my comment of what what I said with. You know, games being put out and then finished later. That applies to early access games. They, 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 they. Early access games fucked everything up. They're the whole reason the industry is like this in the first place. Mm. They made it seem like that's just a thing that you can do. You yeah. know, it's like we'll just put out a game that's like held together with fucking duct tape and rusty nails, and uh, we'll we'll give people the promise of something way better. That will come very soon. Asterisk may not actually be very soon. Uh, yeah, I guess then, that's in a sense like you know. And then over the course of the next year, two or three or eight or twelve years, we'll make their really good game. And then they just they just these games, these early access games, they flew off the shelves, and they were like the most popular thing of like the mid twenty tens. Hmm. And which at that then, point, I then guess, mainstream developers are like. 
fuck why don't we just do that we'll just we've just cut out the early access part just do that with everything Mm. well i guess at that point you can credit that's the thing isn't it though you can credit minecraft for having the roadmap and early access style at that same point you could criticize it for popularizing early access yeah no absolutely minecraft fucked everything yeah (laughs) it ruined everything yeah minecraft the savior of gaming and the destroyer of gaming Minecraft is like beer. It's the cause and solution of all gaming's problems. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I Here's only said that with like... <laughs> I only said that with Hades is it because Supergiant have got their community of fans and they were very responsive to, to feedback and, you know, put the updates that they needed to do for the game in line with what they were intending to do at the times they were intending to do it. Also, at that point, they... I mean, they, they didn't crunch um squish you know and and it's shown that a lot of people's game of the year for 2020 was a game that was in early access for 18 months prior this is i mean i i find it i mean that being said personally i found it fucking hilarious to see all these people going oh i'm trying out this brand new game it's called hades it came out in september this year and i was like where have you been for the last 18 months yeah it's like but did it it's like is it is it actually game of the year 2020 minecraft release in 2011 it's like did it though you know arc survival of all released in like 2000 I don't know, 17. 16. Did it though? But but did it though? It's actually been out for like seven years. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, I blame Minecraft. Just simple as just easier. You know what? CD Projekt's red problems? Minecraft's fault. I blame consoles. Ooh. Ooh, that's a hot, that's a contentious take. Blame consoles. Consoles. Blame consoles. Blame consoles. Not real gaming platforms anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I you PC, know PC Master Race, PC Race. Let's be honest. Everything else, that's that's just so human. You know, it's like here we are. We're the PC humans, just living our normal human life, and then you know we've got we got the uh, we got the PlayStation over here. He's an adorable little guy. Oh, he's sleeping here. I'll, I'll put him down. And then we got the Xbox. You know, Xbox, ah. uh, whatever, fucking 365 out of over seven. Yeah. You know, and then, so, and you know that that Doge mask that you got in the back. Yeah. See that? Yeah. See that? Stadia. Stadia. <laughs> there you go. Stadia. It's just a shell of a console. Like, look, guys, we're the gaming console. Yeah, Google, we we can stream cloud, cloud gaming. Yeah. Can, can, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, do you see that air around you? That's GeForce Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But anyway, in all Sorry, seriousness, I, consoles did, um, they're, they're great, they're fine, they're fine. Yeah, perfect. And with well, with that, we're running at like an hour and five minutes. So, I think it's time to wrap up. Yeah, Amber, why not? Amber, what do we no, need to do on the channel? Xbox. 
Se on hava, hava. Like, comment, and subscribe, and share on social media. Uh... Thank you, Amber. Uh... Good girl, good girl, Xbox. And um, yeah, remember you can also listen to this if you don't want to see our faces in the game running in the background. Believe me, don't oh, worry, gone. it's fine. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and um, wherever podcasts are served. Steph says he wouldn't blame them. Uh, that's that's true. That's true. And all that can be said this time until I wouldn't like to see us. Now let's think of it this way. Steph's not here. So, uh, yeah. It's true. Everyone, have a good week. We shall see you next week, and we'll okay. see what the chaos is. Maybe. And please don't please. kill each other. Yeah. So now, uh, Darius, if you could just snap, please. If you could just snap your fingers. I'm going to go into dust. Farewell. Disappeared. I died. Who wants to back? Yeah, there we go.